From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 263, and today I'm joined by Avi Fettergreen. Avi is a filmmaker, as well as a distributor, and many, many other things inside the film industry. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch Belfast. I'm Jeremy, and I have not seen this film. And I'm here with... Avi Fettergreen, and I haven't seen this film either. And I'm jacked to see it because I've heard so many great things about the film and the direction from Kenneth Branagh and the cast and everything. So I'm stoked. It's a, it's a slightly newer release than I normally do for the podcast, but it's my podcast and I don't care. <laughs> right? Totally. I support that 100%. <laughs> so this was one of those ones I was desperate to try to see pre-Oscars, but I didn't. Just time ran out and I didn't get around to it. Uh, what's your excuse? Uh, same. same thing. Like, it was one of those things that you'd ideally like to go to the theater, but I don't haven't been going to the theater because of COVID. And it's the kind of film that I think you... It's best served seeing it on a big screen if you can. Um, and Jeremy's got a very nice screen here in um, in his uh, out of town film land. So <laughs> we're, ex- we're uh, I'm excited to see it. And and the nuances that I hear are extremely well delivered in the films. Yeah. The other thing I think the other reason that held me off was that typically like, there's a my wife and I have a very small Venn diagram of the movies we both kind of like, and this was one of those ones I thought she'd like. So I was saving it for her, but then, of course, we never got around to watching it, and now I'm like, eh, if I'll kind of suss it out, and she's fine with rewatching with me if I if I loved it. So I think that was another... I'm blaming my wife. Poor, poor woman. It's, and she's not even here not to even defend here, herself. Not even here to defend herself. Nor will she listen to this. No. But uh, but I apologize in advance. I'm not, I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying that's one of the reasons I think I would have watched this on my own pre-Oscars, but I just I held off hoping that she'd be able to enjoy it with me. So I also think that... Uh, for, uh, it was nominated, obviously, for an Oscar for Best Picture, and Kenneth Branagh for Screenplay and Directing. And, and Judy Dench was nominated too, wasn't Judy she? Judy Dench was nominated. Did she win? No, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone for this. Yeah. Um, but um, what's? I mean, it's not the average film that you see uh, during Oscar time. Well, I, I don't know. If that's true because, like, the in recent years we had a similar film like this. It was Roma from um, Alfonso Cuarón, right? That's black and white that, as well. Well, it is, but it's it's it's. English land. It's not English land. No, I get that right? too. But I. But it's also very much like if you look at it in the sense that Roma for Quran is right. very much like a story of his childhood and how he grew up, and it's black and white, and it's right. like Kenneth Branagh. This is his. That's what I remember being. Everyone saying, "Oh, it's Kenneth Branagh's Roma." Right. Uh, and it's a. It's a definitely a departure from the stuff that he's done. Yeah. Before, which I think is great. Yeah, but he's all over because like, he you know he did the original Thor movie, which I think most people I, forget. Which I forgot about. Yeah, and and he's done the Death on the Nile and 
all he's that been, stuff. But too. he didn't direct though. Did he no, direct? He did. Oh, he did direct those two. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah. and that's I haven't seen the second one, the new Nor one. Nor have I. But it that's just, too recent for the podcast. Yeah, but it just dropped for free on Apple. Okay, everybody out there in podcast land, if you want to see that movie, and go to Apple for free. If you got Apple, if you have Apple Plus, Apple Plus. So yeah. it's not free. You have to be a subscriber. No. So yeah, so I want. I'm looking forward to seeing that one too because I missed that one on the big screen. Right. Uh, yeah, and I don't. I, all I know about this movie going into is that I think it's fairly autobiographical. 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 There's the word. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to to that, and uh, and it's also nice. It's lean. It's like only an hour thirty eight. Yeah. So usually these kind of movies are, and also of him, like he's you know not known for making like a tight little movie. No. So, so I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Let's so let's check it out and see what we what we see. We'll be back. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So we just finished, and it's uh, quite the film. Um, first of all, beautifully shot. Um, the acting was exquisite. Um, <clears throat> I'm just a bit... It reminds me of when we saw Memories of Murder. I was kind of speechless at the end of that movie. and I feel somewhat speechless after this movie. Um, I, I just... Is, I'm, uh, the script was... I mean, I see why he won an Oscar for the screenplay. Is that what won? It won, did Yeah, he won. Mm. Um, and I, I just think the performances were so good. The the boy, the, the lead, basically is Kenneth Branagh, essentially, uh, was <clears throat> outstanding. Uh, just a great POV of that time period in mm. Belfast, Ireland. Um, like being a fly on the wall kind of thing. And um, it, it, it just... I don't know. I just am so enamored by the movie. Um, I had a very different experience. Really, I didn't love it. I I, mm. I didn't. I thought it was horribly shot. I don't know. I thought I, th- I thought there were some gorgeous shots, mm. and then very weird shots that I didn't. I didn't understand the. I don't know what movie I just watched. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the tone. Didn't feel consistent. I I, I didn't know. Like, I, I agreed about the performances. Like, the mother was fantastic. Mm. The kid was great. I thought, like, the... the I thought the father was kind of weak. The father was weak. Yeah. I thought the, <clears throat> the the gangster guy... Yeah, the gangster was way over the top. It just felt, for me, like, everything was kind of like... Like, the fly on the wall is a really great way of putting it. Mm. Because that's kind of how I felt. And I didn't know what I'm... Like, I didn't know who I was supposed to be... Care- I, I care about them all because they're in these dire systems. But... For example, we watched Hustle the other night. Mm-hmm. I was so invested in that movie. Yeah. But in this one, I just kind of sat there going, okay, what's going on? Why yeah, is that? I didn't feel that this was that kind of movie uh, as far as an investment is concerned. Yeah. I feel like... I mean, it's, it's a depiction of a period of time that many of us don't know anything about. Oh, 100%, and I'm all for that. And I think... I mean, I felt that it was inter- some of the shot choices. Why I thought it was nicely shot was I just felt s- the shot choices that he did. Like for example, the burning barrel uh, sh- from looking f- 
just beyond the the burning barrel yeah. to the house was sort of an interesting almost metaphor for what was going on around them in my mind. For sure. There, there was definitely a lot of great, beautiful shots, yeah. but then they were just like mixed in with other things and some of the framing was just like, they'd, he'd do this framing where the heads were in the middle of the shot with lots of headroom. Yeah, and but I, get, I think that's purposely. I, I don't think... To, I don't know. I know to what end. I don't know. I it mean, just felt like stylized shots for reasons that I didn't understand because I'm like, is it meant to be the point of view of the kid? Because it's not. Oh, well... Because there's lots of scenes the kid's not in. Yeah. I, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I just know. didn't know who the point of view... Because it's one of those things where I'm like, is this meant to be like a stylized fairy tale from the kid's memory? In which case, then when everything's a bit heightened, I, I understand that, right? Like that moment with the parents mm-hmm. at that party where he's singing to her just felt so cheesy. And I love that kind of stuff in movies normally. But for me, it felt like I don't believe that happened. Well, but we don't know how Irish people celebrate somebody's death. We don't. No, no, I don't. uh, Not in terms of that, like it being awake. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't about that. It just felt like the tone of it felt like the way they danced in the movie didn't feel. But remember, this is somewhat autobiographical. So maybe that's how Kenneth saw that all happen. Again, but it wasn't like. Maybe it's a, a. a dream, but that's what almost? I mean. Like I, I couldn't figure out yeah. moments like, and then that little moment at the end where Judy, that tight on Judy Dench, where she's staring right down the barrel of the camera and telling him to go, felt like she's talking to us and not talking to him because it wasn't from his point of view. Like the movie just lacked a point of view for me that made right. me understand. Because I'm okay with taking like. Well, a, I don't know. I saw. Time. I felt like she was looking at him when she was saying that. Yeah. Okay. I did, and I felt like she. I didn't feel like she was looking at me. I felt like she was looking at him. Okay. And the, the 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 problem with that sequence is, the the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The um, axis seemed a bit weird because of the way the bus was situated and where he was situated yeah, in that's reference what I mean. to where she was. Right. That, and I can understand why you think, but how I perceived it. Even though it felt a little weird about I'm the framing, is that's what I had to. I did. I have some problems with it. I did. I never really got the sense and understanding of the 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 grandfather's situation. The only I think I don't know if I missed something earlier, but then around halfway through the movie, they mentioned something about coal mines mm-hmm. and lungs. So I assume he just right. now after years, in, he probably had lung cancer. Yeah. And it was dying from it from the coal mines, right? Is right. all I can assume. Well, because of the coughing and all that other stuff that he was... But he didn't seem that sick. He didn't seem... So that's just what I mean. It's like, if it's all meant to be a stylized version of what, what the kid remembers mm-hmm. and what he saw, it was they didn't do that enough. Right. Because then there was all these real, ultra-real moments with the parents that didn't feel... So you know what I mean? It just... Right. It felt like I wasn't sure who I was seeing the movie's point of view through. And it just, so it kind of, it wasn't off-putting by any means. There was a lot I really enjoyed about it. But I just didn't get into it. Like, the way Roma, I was really into Roma. Yeah. You know, because that movie just felt like, it was all from the maid's point of view. Or the, yeah. like, the, the, the nanny, right? The nanny's point of view, yeah. And so I felt grounded in something in yeah. someone. Where here, I just didn't know, because there were so many scenes that just floated around. It was an ensemble. Yeah. Um, but I did feel it was from the boy's point of view, and it, yeah... It, but I mean, remember, it, like some of the things was it's like it's hearsay for him too, right? Yeah. And uh, when you're a boy, when we were kids, how we perceive something 
was in some cases way bigger than what was really going on. But look at like Jojo Rabbit did that really well, right? Yeah, totally. Um, and but I mean a much different tone. Oh, of film. very. But that, but at least a tone, a very yeah. consistent yeah. tone that yeah. you can understand, right? Different film. I think this was very melodramatic. That's what I mean. It was. Yeah. It was a bit not cheesy, but. And that's what I mean, like that scene with the parents and the singing, where yeah. it just felt like that's a bit, it feels... Well, it's it out of place considering the rest of the tone of the film. Yeah, it felt, melodrama's a really good way to put yeah. it, because even just some of the way they stay, like everyone's walking slower than they would just so that they, the, the camera shot moves. And right. It just felt like it was very, very overly directed, where it didn't feel nuanced and natural. And in, in the staging, the acting was, mm-hmm. but just the way people moved didn't feel natural to me. It felt like the blocking was so robotic, so the acting had this, despite the actors doing their best, like, there felt like there was a stiff quality to the staging, which, I don't know, there was, I had a weird experience with this movie, because there was so much of it going, I'm liking this, I'm liking this, but I'm just having a hard time just losing myself in the movie, because I kept on being pulled out by just stuff that bumped me. Right. I I mean, look, I've... It's it's a very unusual. I, look, I think there's lots of positive elements to it. I was yeah pretty like that's why I, have, I, I mean have, I, I, I was feelings. emotionally uh, upset about what this boy was seeing. I was upset yeah. by the fact that it's that the the father had an alternative agenda to the mother. I mean that scene where. The father says, look, you raised these boys, I didn't. And it was almost, he was sort of, like, angry about it. Oh, he, he, didn't, he, but, he seemed, like, Or, or it's like, like if, if we don't go or, or whatever, it's because of you, essentially. Like, if you, guys, if you guys don't come to the UK, it's essentially you. It's on you. Because you raised these boys. And when the boy broke down previously to that conversation, I think he's pointing at... At that, because she didn't want to go. Oh, see, I read it more that like he was he was genuinely thanking her because and because he felt terrible. It sounded disingenuous. To oh, me. well, like hmm. So I read that moment as a moment of just like him feeling terrible, suddenly realizing how much he'd missed of their childhoods. But that, I think like oh. throughout the tone of the movie, I always felt like he didn't want to. He wanted to get the hell out of there. Oh yeah, and and he was basically out of there anyways because he would only come back for a weekend to see his. But, but it didn't seem like he had an alternative choice to stay there and make, make money. Like the way that they no, but I mean his he, you know. I don't. But we don't know that. I mean, but that's, his, that's, his foot was always out the door. Yeah. And whereas, and is like she said in that conversation with him, we've been together since we were kids. This is all we know. You are essentially are out in this different part of the world that I don't know. These kids don't know. Mm-hmm. And how. How do you think it's going to be for them? I it love may that be scene. fine for you, but how is it for them? And I don't think he ever put that... It was always him in front of them. Ah, interesting. And, and he's the one that got them into debt, not her. Oh, I he was know, the gambler. Yeah. He, was the, he held facts from her and truths about debt load and everything else. I just... And she, yet she was the, the one constant... As well as Belfast was the constant. But but also though, like not to side with him, but mm-hmm. the situation there around, like why the fuck would you stay? For what are you staying? Like the well, look at the Ukrainian Russian conflict. Yeah, one hundred percent. Why are you staying when your entire city 
is being blown up and there's still people in cities in Ukraine that are decimated and the Russians are have t- occupied and taken over, yet they still don't leave. Yeah, fair. So, uh, who's to say? But it wasn't for me because it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that, but it was also like, it didn't seem like there was any work there for him. It didn't, it didn't seem well, like... Well, for sure, but... If he stayed, what was going to happen to that family? That's what I kept on thinking. I kept on thinking, get the fuck out of there. Like, it doesn't seem like... This- it's- his family was there, his parents were there, and there was the only thing for him in the UK was a job. But again, what's to happen with any of them? Yeah. And what's to, to think, like, I, and I don't know what the situation was in the UK and their opinions of Irish, Northern well, Ireland. Well, she kind of brought it up. She's like, they're going to fucking hate us. They're going to think we're killing their sons. Exactly. So, yeah, I loved her that speech she had. Yeah. So, I mean, with... And I see, look, at I see your point of view about the tone and not really knowing what the POV is of this, whose POV it was that we saw this. Although, because we know that it's somewhat of an autobiography that you have to lean towards him, but there were parts that, that in my mind, is how he as a boy perceived things and were, was filling holes for his, yeah. in his storytelling maybe yeah and then i but then i just wonder if there weren't still too many holes like i would have loved like more moments between him and that other little girl like yeah them working on the project together something like this felt like it just felt like it was missing a couple key scenes and maybe those scenes were shot and they didn't wind up in the final movie because of for who knows what reason but yeah anyway i I mean look i i you know i've read lots of reviews about this some people really don't like this movie okay and some people really really do and what are the people and and what are the people that don't like it would you know do you remember i just think that it some there's some similar comments to yours about it being a bit broken uh up a little bit um the consistent was the story, the the acting for sure. The consistent was the, people loved the script. I like the script. I think how he some of his, his decisions I would agree is a bit weird. But again, I can't fault him because I, I don't know if this is he's just re, regurgitating what he saw as a kid. Yeah, and I mean maybe the making of will explain some of that, but. Um, yeah, I, I think I just found myself sitting there going, I want to like this more than I am. I want yeah. to, I, I wanted, I, what I wanted was just to disappear inside that movie, you know? That's what I always want. I don't want to, like, be, start thinking about the filmmaking or the shot choices. Like, just that, you know, that Adam, that Hustle movie watched the other night, I'm like, I was in, like, I was, like, yelling at the screen going, don't do, like, just really, really behind. And the stakes for that movie are so much Huge. lower. Well, yeah. Well, huge to, the, huge but to them. But that's it. Huge to them, and so then huge to me as an audience member. Right. Totally. Where the stakes in this movie feel way bigger, but I didn't feel them. I, I don't know if I don't know if there was any. What I mean, I didn't state, feel any drive for them to stay the whole time. I'm like, why are you there? Why are you there? Get out. See, I felt completely opposite because that's awesome. Because I feel like again, referring to Ukraine and, and Russia, I go and listen during you know. In Israel, in many other, like, fuck Poland during the Second World like, people had the opportunity to leave, and they didn't leave. This is my home. 
How can you tell me? Why, how can you tell me to leave my home? This is all I know. And to be fair, I'm I'm completely commenting on this from a point of privilege where I've never had to live a situation like that. Yeah. So it's easy for me to go. We'll just pick up, and move on. Because yeah. I'm I'm the person that left a small town yeah. to chase bigger yeah. dreams and whatnot, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, get out. <laughs> but I do think. But I love the I love your point of, view. of that. Probably could have been. A little bit more elevated. Well, for me, it was just like, I wanted to... Oh, no. <laughs> I wanted to feel the pull between more <coughs> both sides more. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what he was trying for, but I yeah. didn't feel that, like, Sophie's choice. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I resented the father from the get-go. I just... He didn't... For me, I thought he was the weak link in the cast uh, overall. I felt... And I thought the... The bad, the bully, the bad guy, the mafioso dude, was just over the top. Well, it wasn't even clear what that was. What was going on there? No, you know. I think it was a miscast too. Yeah. I mean, I've rather seen. I can't remember his name. Killian Murphy or something like that. Well, the guy who was that plays the younger version of X Men, and he's Irish. Um, oh, oh, um, he plays Beast in X Men. No, he. Played, oh, uh, McAvoy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If McAvoy, I, I mean, oh, McAvoy, McAvoy. The dad, as the dad. Yeah. <clears throat> totally. I go. All right. I yeah. get it. See, I, I, I didn't love the dad, but it's like I, I saw his point of view because I'm the dad that sometimes goes away and works on a yeah. project. You know, just like you, you know, yeah. you, you know that. So for me, it was like I didn't love the dad, but I got his. But where you he know was what? From. Like, but I'm also not a gambler. But, but I, I, I related to the dad because when we go away to do a movie, the mother is there yep. holding the bag to take care of the kids. <clears throat> and we just say, well, we're going. See ya. We'll be back in four weeks or six weeks. Thinking, being a little selfish. Yeah. And so I get her resentment. Totally. Because... I deal with that on a daily basis in my family. Is that your wife? No, some mm. random person. I'm going to hang up on them. Uh, um, yeah. Right? So I'm going, I get her resentment. I get you, like, this is a temporary home for you because you're off working or in our case shooting a movie I, I think, not that I want to, like, take ourselves off the hook in our own situations, mm-hmm. but at least with our situations, I think we both, you know, we're married to people that kind of knew the, the game going into it, and that we had these lives that sometimes we're off working on a project and, yeah. and just not around, but then there's other times where we're around nonstop. Yeah, totally. So it's, it's a slightly different situation, I think, but yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And when we are home, we're dads, you know? Yeah, and when he was home, was he really a dad? It was hard to tell. Like they, they, he and the son had that little bond where it was like... You know, be good, and if you can't be good, be careful, right? Which is, I'm going to start saying to my son, because I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and that was it. I I didn't get a sense of these relationships as much as I wanted to. Like, like, what is the kid's relationship? Well, there wasn't a setup at the the beginning. Like, the brother, did the brother ever speak in the movie? No, not really. Like, that. I don't even... A couple small lines, that's it. But yeah, just little things where I'm like, (coughs) just what... And even like, I don't think, did he have a scene with Judy Dench, the kid? Yeah. Yeah, one the movie theater. They went to the movie theater together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, him and the grandfather had that great 
He had a good relationship. That's why he didn't want to go to Belvis because he was didn't want he, if he was going to go, he wanted his granny and pappy to go with him. Yeah, right? that was like, so, and that, that was another example of tone where it was like when they're watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Is did you really think people were like leaning forward and thinking and falling with the car in the theater? Maybe that's how he remembers. I, I, and that's what I mean. It's like that. That's one of those moments. I go, is this the kid's memory of that? Because this doesn't feel like a real thing that people would do. I guess if they were wearing 3D glasses, but to sit there on a 2D screen, it just felt like... I feel it's like that's a memory that he had. And he believed that they all leaned in that way. But he... Really, if you looked, it was really only them that leaned in. It was the whole world of the family did it, yeah. Just the family. But not Judy Dench didn't do it. Yes, she did. Leaned in a little yeah. bit, yeah. Anyway, there was a little things where I'm like... I was looking for just more clue. Anyway, uh, clues about the tone because it just felt me kind of. It, it was the it tone. Pulled, it pulled me out of the movie. Yeah, is kind of what it did. Yeah. But again, I I mean, not knowing from his point of view, like the backstory of this movie and the the choices he made and things. And again, I'm sure the making of will get into a little bit of that. It's hard to tell what he was thinking when it came to the shot choices and stuff, I almost feel like this is him at whatever age he is now, remembering. Yeah. Well, it just, and, and, and I think, like, the little crawl at the end kind of explains it, where he's like, it's, you know, for those who stayed, for those who left, for those who lost their way. Because it's, cause, and for me, that's almost like, I didn't know who I was making this movie for, so I made it for everyone, which is like, and that's the problem with the mm. movie, is that he tried to make it for both sides, and it, the movie's not picking a side, which... There's lots of movies that don't do that. They just kind of yeah. like, like I said, fly on the wall, observant. But then, but you made it about a family who made a choice. Right. So how do you f- feel about that? And when you don't have a feeling, when the filmmaker doesn't appear to have a feeling about that, it's hard for the audience member to have a feeling. I think the the one other negative thing for me is you set this up for the boy to go to the his supposed girlfriend's place to get say goodbye. And then there's no payoff. No, and that's what I mean. And I mean, cut to that. The end scene is not Judy Dench and saying, go get out of here. The payoff is at the very end, 10 years later, the boy comes back, back and knocks on the door. I mean, I'm sure that never happened. But as an audience member, I want to know, did you come? You told her you were coming back. Did you? Yeah. Right? That's what I want to know. And even Judy Dench, I'm like, Judy Dench is always great, yeah. but she didn't have much to do in this movie. I don't understand. She didn't win an Oscar, but she no. was nominated. I think she was nominated. I was like, really? That was the best of all those performances this year? That that was... Not that she, again, she wasn't bad. But Supporting she's, actress. But still, it's like, that was the best that we had Listen, to... it's Judy Dench. It's like Meryl Streep. But that's what it's it feels like. like. It feels like there's yeah. got to have been better performances than that. Because it wasn't that she didn't do... She wasn't bad. She just didn't have much to do. Right. You know? She was great. She was charming. Um, she was Judy Dench. She was Judy Dench. Yeah, she was great. You, you, I, I mean, I thought... I listened to her read the phone I book. thought that... The, what's his name? Who played the grandfather? Should have been... Should have been... I mean, he's fantastic. That's the thing. If, the, if he wasn't nominated and she was... And I don't remember if the mother got nominated. If, if she didn't, she should have. Yeah. I can look all these things up. But because uh, I'm curious, because I hundred percent agree, she was fantastic in the grant. Like those are the two standouts. Yeah, the movie and the kid had some really great moments and some moments that 
Well, it's it's the first thing he's ever done, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go, I give him some slack a little bit, but it was believable. Um, but uh, you know, um, music choices was interesting. Um, I'm not quite sure that they all fit into the period, but you know, it's what Kenneth Branagh wanted. Um, Syrian hands. Is that that the grandfather? 53. Yeah, so the grandfather was nominated. Okay, good. He was nominated for actor. Right. Oh, support, really? Supporting role. Supporting, supporting role. role. Sorry. Right, right. Uh, actually, Judy Dench was not nominated. Okay. So, apology. Oh, no, Judy Dench was. was. Right. And the mother wasn't nominated? It, uh, stand by. No. Wow. That's a bit shocking. Well, that could have just been too many people in that category. It was nominated for directing. Yeah, screenplay. Screenplay, music. There's two supporting actor nominations right. and uh, screenplay, which he won, and then Best Picture. Yeah. Yeah, and Best Sound. Best Picture, I would say that's a bit surprising. Yeah, the Best Directing is a bit. A bit. Best Directing, I would say, is quite surprising. Yeah, just given some of the other options. Yeah. Sure. But, anyway, the Oscars, yeah. whatever. The Oscars, the Oscars. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, I just had a weird experience with it, uh, where I kind of I just I wanted to be invested and mm. just forget everything, and then but I just kept on being reminded I was watching a movie, as mm. opposed to just like letting myself go and just like getting into it. Because even like I think the other night we were watching again, I keep on bringing it back to Hustle, but that's the last thing I watched. Mm. And at one point you were like, "Oh, this is beautifully shot," and I was like, "Oh yeah, it is." Like I was so into it because everything just felt organic and natural. I didn't even think about how it was being shot. That's the kind of thing I'd think about the next time I watched it. I mean, I, I was paying attention to, and uh, in, in the cinematography of this movie, like the cloud movement. Well, that's the thing. It was and all... All that stuff, I don't notice in other movies. I mm. just don't. And I, maybe it's the black and white thing that drew me into seeing that stuff. Um, and I wish more movies would shoot black and white, because I just find the effect in the right movie... Uh, really, I love it. I, I agree, it. but that's because we're we're people that grew up loving movies from that era. But I know even just like like I, Roma for me in black and white, holy it, cow, it's gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. But I know just like teaching some like film students, and I we talk about older movies, and someone was like, yeah, I just don't watch black and white movies. And I'm like, as a blanket statement, you don't want like because it's black and white, you won't. Want, I'm like, that's you're cutting yourself off from an insane amount of great films. Um, if you just Blanket, go, don't watch those movies. One other question. The teacher, was she a te- uh, uh, an actress of color? It, yes. Would there have been a teacher in Ireland in 1969? She had an accent. Uh, I don't, you know what? Be, I am not, I couldn't tell you what the I know, but I, I was asking makeup. myself when I saw this, every time I saw her on the screen, I'm going, was this, this felt like, you know what? This is a very white movie. I think I have to put somebody in there. Here's the thing. I, I don't know. I, I don't, was just asking myself Because, that like, literally everyone else in the cast is white, I feel like if that wasn't an authentic thing from his memory, right. he didn't need to put it in there. Because right. it's so easy for a period film like this from Belfast to go, look, everyone there was Caucasian. Right. What do you want me to do? You know? So I felt like that's probably accurate. Right. And I, again, it I... Did, it just stood out for me as something... Yeah, no... And, for, and in the period 1969... Yeah. I don't know. I mean... I'm sure there was people... Uh, listen, in my schools, in junior, elementary, junior high, 
There wasn't. No, I in Canada. Sam, I grew up in a small town, and every and I'm not saying teacher, that there wasn't any teachers anywhere that wasn't a teacher of color, but it just it it stood out for me, and I went, would that per, was that? I mean, is yeah, that, is that a modern casting choice? I don't know. Is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I wonder, but, but I just wonder if that if a movie like this would have needed to do that thing that we all do now, where we make sure we. You know, and for good reason that we have... Because I didn't see any other BG or actors or anybody of color yeah. the entire movie. In the town. So it was like she yeah. the only... Well, that's the other thing that felt odd to me. And maybe she was a teacher of color and great. But it just... That was something that stood out for me. It, it also felt, some, in some some moments, a bit of a stage play. Yeah, it felt like it felt staged. But I mean, like, it was like Glengarry Gun Ross, which we know was a, a stage yeah. play first. It felt like this was a stage play first adapted for the screen. Do you know what I mean? Well, he is, like, he does have, you know, he's also a theater director as yeah. well. So. But I just, it, that, that was something that I was thinking about throughout the movie. Yeah, Just the way I saw, and part of the shots or the, how the blocking was done felt very theatrical. And that's what I meant, too. It just felt like the actors are trying to, like, give nuanced performances, but the staging felt like I was watching a play. Right. Yeah, maybe that's a good way of putting it. Like, the, the mel- in, leading into that melodrama comment right. observation. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it by any means. Yeah. There was a lot to like, but I just, I just watched it going, oh, I want to, like, lose myself in this mm-hmm. movie, and, I just, and it keeps on stopping me from being able to do that. Right. Anyway, right. it happens. But thanks for bringing it. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for letting us watch it tonight. Yeah, of course. All right. Till next time. Ta-da! Let's all go to the... Thanks for joining us for Belfast. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.